and this lesson, this is very British. Friday the 1st of March was St David's Day in Wales. So today I'm going to be looking at who St David is and the traditions surrounding St David's Day. St David's Day has been celebrated since the 12th century. Today celebrations usually involve the singing of traditional songs followed by a tea batch. A tea with bar brith, a famous Welsh fruited bread and steen batch, a Welsh cake. Leeks or daffodils are worn because they are the national symbols of Wales. So who was Saint David? Well we don't really know. The only thing we've got is a bibliography written around 1900 AD by the son of the Bishop of St. David's. David was reputedly born off a cliff top near Capel Non, Non's Chapel, on the southwest Wales coast during a fierce storm. Both his parents were descended from Welsh royalty. He was the son of Sandy, Prince of Powles, and Non, a daughter of Chief Menvier, now the little cathedral town of St. David's. The site of St. David's birth is marked by the ruins of a tiny ancient chapel close to the Holy Well, and in the more recent 18th century chapel dedicated to his mother Non can still be seen near St. David's Cathedral. Back in medieval times, it was believed that St. David was the nephew of King Arthur. Legend has it that the patron saint of Ireland, St. Patrick, has also been said to be born near the present-day city of St. David's, foresaw the birth of David approximately 520 AD. The young David grew up to be a priest, being educated at the monastery of Henneth, under the tutorage of St. Paulins. According to legend, St. David performed several miracles in his life during restoring Paladin's sites. It's also said that during the battle of against the Saxons, David advised his soldiers to wear leeks in their hats so they could be easily distinguished from their enemies, which is why the leek is one of the emblems of Wales. St. David was a vegan. He only ate bread, herbs and vegetables and only drank water. He became known as the water drinker. Sometimes a self-imposed penance, he would stand up to his neck in a lake of cold water reciting a scripture. It's also said that milestones during his life were marked by the appearance of springs of water. Becoming a missionary, David travelled throughout Wales and Britain, and even made a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, where he was contracepted bishop. He founded 12 monasteries, including Glastonbury, and the one at St. David's itself, which he made his bishop's seat. He was named Archbishop of Wales in Cardiganshire, in 550 AD. Monastery life was very strict. The brothers 
having to work very hard cultivating the land and pulling the plough. Many crafts were followed. Beekeeping in particular was very important. The monks had to keep themselves well fed as provide and provide food for and lodging for travellers. They also looked after the poor. So David died on March the 1st, 589 AD at Minerva, alleged, allegedly over 100 years old. His remains were buried in a shrine in the 6th century cathedral, which was ransacked in the 11th century by Viking invaders who plundered the site and murdered two Welsh bishops. After his death, his influence spread far and wide, first through Britain and then by sea to Cornwall and Brittany. In 1120, Pope Cactus II canonised David as a saint. Following this, he was declared patron saint of Wales. Such was David's influence that many pilgrims were made to St. David's and the Pope decreed that two, pilg- that two pilgrimage made to St. David equaled one to Rome, while three were worthy of one to Jerusalem. Fifty churches in South Wales alone bear his name. It's not certain of how much of the, fictri- of the history of St. David is fact, and how much is just pure speculation. However, back in 1996, bones were found in St. David's Cathedral. It's claimed that it could be those of David himself. Perhaps these bones can tell us more about St. David, priest, bishop, and patron saint of Wales. If there are any Welsh people that are listening to this episode, I apologise for mispronouncing some of the words if I did. I don't speak Welsh, but I did try my best. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend that you think might want to know more about the history of Wales. And I will see you next week on Sunday as usual. Remember, you can always email me anytime, anywhere at verybritishpodcast at gmail.com. Very British, name of this podcast, followed by the word podcast, all one word without space, at gmail.com. And I hope to hear from you this week. Have a brilliant week. And I, as I said, will see you for another episode on Sunday. Cheerio.